Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Let's get into the Word of God together this morning, and let's allow Him to talk to us. How about we become vulnerable to Him and, and just choose to believe what He says to us from the Word of God. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place right now. Because we, your people, we, your children, have lifted our voice to you. As the Bible says, you now inhabit, take up a dwelling place in the midst of that praise. And you're here now. Lord, I'm saying you're here right now in a greater measure when we're not gathered together in your name. Because you tell us from Scripture that we make up a throne for you to sit upon in the midst of this, your congregation. And so you're here right now. And you're willing to do that which pleases you in our life. And so we open our heart to you now. And and just like Mary, the mother of Jesus said, whatever you say, Lord, we'll do it. Whatever you say, Lord, we'll do it. And that's the formula for a miracle. So with that heart, with that intent, with that purpose this morning, We believe that each one of us will have a miracle that you'll perform for us personally. It may be in the way of a revelation. It may be you touching our body with strength strength and and vitality. It, It may come in so many different ways, but Lord, we're believing for it now. Have your way. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. You and I have been born into a spiritual kingdom. Remember, Scripture tells you that the the kingdom of God is within you. It's not a natural kingdom out here. It's a spiritual kingdom. And God is able to touch our lives when we relate to him and interact to him, interact with him according to the principles of that kingdom. And so you you can't have God relate to you the way you want him to relate to you. You have to do what he tells us to do for him to relate unto us. 
understand that one of the primary principles of God's kingdom is that you and I have to take a step towards him before he can take a step towards us. You know, that's one reason that he wants us to give offerings to him. That's taking a step towards him. That's giving him something that you have so that he can give you what he has. Salvation was that way. We, we had to come to him for salvation. He didn't just save us with, without us having a part, did he? That's why he tells us over there in Matthew 6.33 to seek first his kingdom. And when we do that, then he's able to add all things unto us. It's kind of like this action-reaction. Right? When you stop a car, you get a reaction. And it's the same way with God. When you make an act towards him, then he'll respond back to you. That's what happened just now in worship. You gave your heart to him. You gave yourself to him in worship. It's, 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 it's really an act of sacrifice. And when you did that, the whole atmosphere of this room changed because he came to dwell in the midst of that. Our action towards him created and allowed him to come towards us. So, I want you to see this principle. Go to, to Psalm 25. So, once you begin learning kingdom principles, you can encounter God every day. Because you do what is required to give him access to you. Do you know that the Lord essentially left me alone for 24 years in my trespasses and sins? That he could do nothing about it for 24 years until I said, come into my life. And you know, it didn't take him a moment to respond. He was right there. He is right there. I said he is right there. So I want you to see something here in Psalm 25, verse 12. I'm reading it from the Amplified, so it's going to be a little bit different than the projection, what's on the TV screen. This is from the amped up version of the Bible. It says, Who is the man who fears the Lord. Now, this word fear from the Hebrew translated into English feareth, it doesn't mean to be afraid like if you would come across a snake or something natural that would cause you to be fearful. That's not what that word from the Hebrew means. It actually means respect and reverence. So every time you hear the fear of the Lord, it means an act of intimacy 
with the Lord because you're going towards Him with respect. So look what happens in a response to what you're doing and then what God will do. He says, He who fears the Lord, and the amp explains it, he says, with an awe-inspired reverence and worship worships Him with submissive wonder. So what am I doing? I'm reverencing God. Now, what's his reaction to that? Remember, action, reaction? What's his response? He, God, will teach man through his word the way he should choose. Now, the promise in this verse of Scripture that if I take time to be in an attitude of reverence and worship towards Him, and I actually spend time in His presence with that attitude, then it says that He'll begin to talk to me. He'll begin to speak to me. And it says that he'll teach me in the way that I should go. Or he'll show me what decision to make. Now, we've all gotten to that place from time to time in life. What am I going to do about this? Right? You know, I, I think our life can be boiled down to maybe 10 huge decisions. You're here this morning because in the life of however many years you are now on this earth, you've made just a handful of key decisions that put you in the trajectory of being here this morning. And if we had made other decisions we might not be here this morning. So God is interested primarily on our decisions because he'll know what direction that'll take our life in. Amen. You know, our life isn't as cosmic as people will tell you. It's not such a mystery. If I ever have to wonder why I'm experiencing something in my life today, all I have to do is look over my shoulder and see the decisions I made yesterday. Now, I know this isn't the kind of service that makes you run the aisles, but, you know, there's some, there's some good things in here that the Lord's helping us with. When I learned this truth, I knew then that I had the power over my life and, no, and I wasn't going to give it to anyone else. That I, I let the Lord help me make my decisions and not those around me and not the circumstances. And when I did that, it took me down the path of the goodness he had for me. So God when we're in his presence with reverence, 
worshipful. It says that he will teach us. And then I just love what the Amplified says. It says, through his word. And he will show you what you should choose, what you should decide, what decision that you should make depending on what you're facing. So I want us to know that we can have a successful life. God has destined and paid the price for us to have a prosperous life, one of accomplishment, one of doing things that have value and give us a legacy when we leave the earth. You see, we don't want to leave Earth without helping others to figure out what we figured out. Probably the greatest legacy is to, to, to show someone how to make decisions that will put them on the path of what God has for them. I want you to go to Joshua chapter 1. And I've got to be mindful of the time this morning. Joshua 1.8. This is one of those scriptures that has really helped me through the years. This is from the King James. He says that this book of the law, could we just say the Bible, the Word of God, and we're talking primarily of the epistles. See, you want to be in scriptures for the most part, the majority of the time, that are talking to you. Not the ones that talk about you. So the epistles are talking to you as you are now in Christ. He says, don't let the word of God depart out of your mouth. Now that's a whole nother service right there. You become an individual that is tapped into God's life and power when you put God's word in your mouth. Because then when you speak, it's God speaking. You know, when Bruce speaks, not a whole lot happens. But if I speak like God speaks, then I'm going to have his power bring what I'm saying to pass. Now he says, take this word of God and put it in your mouth, but you should expose yourself to his word how often? Once a week on Sunday morning. Oh yeah, if you get, if you get a chance, do it Sunday morning and Wednesday night. No, he's saying all day long. Now, he's not saying that all day long, this is you. You know, going through the affairs of life. No, he's saying to be mindful of his word. Let it be a light, illuminating. Be mindful of it. And look what happens. That when this word, the word of God, which is a substance of heaven, is inside of you, and you begin allowing it to be your meditation, what you think about, and then you begin to observe to do what it says. If you observe to do what it says, according to that which is written therein, it says then you will make your way prosperous. 
Notice it doesn't say that God is going to make your way prosperous. Do you know that many times when we go to the Lord and we say, do this for us, do this for that, do this for that. I want you to do this, I want you to do that. The Lord can't do it. Because it's our job to do it. When I learned that God couldn't answer every prayer, it just blew me away. The secret to prayer is praying a prayer that he can answer. So instead of asking him to do something for for me, I should ask him, what do you want me to do about what I'm facing? What do I need to do now? This is happening. What do I need to do? He says, if you observe to do according to all that is written therein, then you, that's what thou is, for then you shall make your way, what? Prosperous. And you're going to have, what? Good success. So that means if I treat my wife the way the Bible tells me to treat my wife, that my marriage will be heaven on earth. If I treat my children the way God tells me to treat my children, how many of you know that they're going to grow up in the admonition, in the training, in the teaching of the Lord? If I do my job at work, not just to to make a paycheck, but I'm at the job to make that company prosperous, to have good success. How many of you know that that's going to bless me too? You see, it's a matter of living in that light of his instruction. Now, remember, how did that instruction come to us? Remember the first verse? By spending time in his presence in a reverence, worshipful way. All right. Should we do the Reader's Digest condensed version this morning? I had a whole lot of other things that I wanted to share with you, but we're going to do something different. We're going to go to Luke chapter 6. Now, do you think that Jesus agrees with this concept that if we get the word in us and we begin acting in the light of that word, that we'll have success? Do you think Jesus agrees with that? Well, let's, let's let Jesus answer that question. Jesus, do you agree with that concept? And here we are in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Now, Jesus makes a, a very powerful statement. Look what he says. Why do you call me Lord? Do we really understand what that term means? That if you decide that someone's going to be your Lord, what, what does that denote? That I'm, my life is no longer my own. Is this too strong this morning? Is this, is this, is this okay? I mean, I, I, I confessed him as my Lord to be born again. 
I didn't just do that to get him to let me go to heaven. I did that because my life was a mess and I needed somebody over me. I, needed, I still need somebody over me. Not just my wife, but also the Lord. By the way, she's doing a great job. And, he said, and that's what he's saying. Why did you call me Lord, yet at the same time you're not doing the things that I told you? That's one of those ouch hallelujahs. He goes on to say, with this, he gives us a word picture. You know, Jesus, many times in his teaching, he's teaching us something that we can't see. He's, 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 he, he wants us to embrace spiritual truths. But you can't see spiritual truths many times because you don't have a reference point to figure out what they mean. So Jesus would talk in what we call word pictures. He would give us a natural example of what he's talking about spiritually. And then we can go, oh, I get it now. So here he goes with this word picture. He begins to describe an individual. And this is the person we're talking about this morning, the one that, that, that reverenced the Lord, and the Lord shows him what to do in his word, and then he goes ahead and does it because he teaches him which way to go. Well, this is, that, this is that guy in verse 47. He said, whosoever comes to me, now remember, this is Jesus talking, so he's talking about us coming to Jesus. And here's what my sayings. Could we say, here's the word of God? Because Jesus is the word. Right? And he, he, didn't, he, he doesn't just hear his sayings. He does what with them? He does them. Meaning he applies the truth. He, he applies what Jesus is saying. How many, how many of you are you're with me still? You still hooked up? All right. He says, anyone that comes to me, hears the word of God, and then applies the word of God, I'm going to show you what he's like. Next verse, please. He's like a man, and, and don't get all hung up with gender in Scripture. Man, most of the time in Scripture, says means mankind. And mankind is both man and female. I shouldn't have to explain that, but our current culture today is... It's, they're, they're whack, if, I could, if you don't mind me saying that. They've lost their mind. So, this is, so who is this man? He hears and does the word of God. So he's now building a house by what he's hearing and doing. And he diggeth deep. And he lays the foundation of this house he's building on the rock. And when the flood arose, how many know life has floods? And, and notice this guy that's hearing and doing the word, even though he has a solid foundation, he still is going to have a flood. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you just sit under a cherry tree and they just drop in your mouth every once in a while. It's, it's not always rosy. 
We live in a fallen world. And the stream of that flood, it beat vehemently. I have never used that word in a normal conversation. I guess it means very violently. Vehemently upon that house. But check it out. But could not shake it. Why? Did he, did he, did he, make, did he use special cement? No. It says that it wasn't shaken because it had its foundation. It was founded on a rock. So you see this guy. He hears and does what the word says, and therefore his life, his house, is now on a rock. Go to the next verse. Here's the other guy. This is the other way we can go in life. He that hears the word of God and doesn't do what it says. Do you see that? See the difference between the two? One hears and does, one hears and doesn't do. I'll show you what he's like. Well, he's like a man that without a foundation, he builds a house. Not recommended, right? Because you get this huge, you know, never mind. (laughs) He builds it without a foundation. So he's building the same house, but one has a foundation and one doesn't. And it says that, because this one's built on the earth or the world's way of doing things. Here comes that stream, did beat vehemently, and what happened? Immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Now in today's world, if you saw these two men and their two houses, some would say, well, God liked this one and God didn't like this one. We hear that in the world all the time, that God's out there doing crazy things, causing tornadoes and this. And but really, we know that it's not that God picked one and not the other. Right? Now, was there another verse that I wanted you to see? No. Verse 49 is where we're at. Now, from this word picture, we can deduce and, and get the information that both individuals heard the direction of what God wanted them to do. They both heard the word, right? So they're equal in that. Both individuals had the opportunity to follow the direction of the Lord because they both heard. Both individuals experience the same storms of life. Right? Yet only one was a doer of God's word. Now understand that many times when you see this word that someone builds their house on the rock, they say the rock is Jesus. And that's true he is the rock and technically our life is built on him but also according to this word picture Jesus is saying the rock is being a doer of the word so if I simply build my life on Jesus 
and live the way I want to live and I make my own decisions and don't succumb to God helping me with the decision making through his word then even though Jesus is my the rock of my salvation he's not going to be the rock of my everyday life and the only way to do that is to make decisions based on the word of God being a doer of the word that guarantees me that now my life is on that rock of being a doer and he'll cause us to be a success he'll be able to cause us to have good that happens in our life so I said all that to say I want to put my life in the right direction this year so number one I need to begin desiring his ways I've got to be that man in Psalms right who respects and reverence the Lord I need to be under the sound of his voice so that he can begin to help me to make decisions he'll show me which way to go so in this year 2022 I need to make sure that every day I have time with him and his word so if you don't have a daily devotion, you might want to consider getting one and start your day every day with God's word and let him begin allowing that flashlight of his understanding to begin shining in those areas that we have to make decisions. Number two, we need to seek his ways. You and I, probably especially me we have more areas that we can and should grow in I don't want to be exactly the same guy I was last year I want to be more like Jesus this year and so there's areas that I can work on amen I've got to seek his ways through the word of God and do more things in line of his commandment of love and along these lines of doing what the word tells me to do in these different areas of my life whether it be a husband whether it be a, a parent whether it be a, a grandparent whether it be a pastor whether it be a guy driving on the highway whether it be the guy pushing the shopping cart in Walmart whether it be this or that I want to be a better person I'll be more like Jesus in every one of those environments and then lastly we need to apply the word of God in our life Start doing the things that your outer man doesn't want to do, but the inner man says, we're going to do this. When the guy slaps you in the face and offends you, you're not going to be reactionary. You're just going to say, well, I don't know why you came at me like that, but I'm, I'm going to love you anyway. I may not go visit him in, in the near future, right? but I'm going to love them from afar, right? God never intended you and I to be a, a door, doormat. But we can apply his word in everything that we do. Amen. Go ahead and stand up. We're done. Let's stand up. Let's pray, and then we'll go on our way. And we'll be back here Wednesday. Remember tonight, no church. Father,
you make everything so simplistic. You've made the kingdom of God and its principles so simple, even Bruce can follow them. I'm so thankful for that, Lord, because I need things easy. I need things simple. And, and this morning what we're seeing is that we need to have a place in our life where you are speaking to us. And not just every once in a while or when we get into a bind, but every day. Because our relationship with you is more than just asking you for things. It's also letting you teach us. It's also us worshiping you. It's also allowing you to use us to help others around us. Our relationship with, with you is so much more complex than some of us have realized. So Lord, show us how we can have more of you in our daily life. How we can carve out five minutes, five minutes in a day where you're speaking to us from your word. And Father, we ask also that we would recognize the direction that you're asking us to go in. And then third, that we'd be obedient. That we would abandon the way that we normally do things and begin applying doing it your way. That we would truly be those disciples that are doers of the word of God. And Lord, if we make these three simple adjustments here in January, by the time we get to December, our life is going to be so different than it was in January. Oh yeah, there'll be struggles. We know that. But we're now more equipped to stand the, the violence of that storm that's trying to destroy, destroy, damage, hinder our life. Because now we have you with us doing it your way. And our life is on a rock and will not be moved. Thank you so much for it, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone believe and said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks for being here. We sure love and appreciate you. And we'll see you next time.